Hello, and welcome to Love Bonds, the podcast that will help you understand, nurture, and repair your romantic relationship. My name is Terry DiMatteo, and here I will harness my years of experience as a relationship and couple counselor to deep dive into the complex challenges of romantic relationships. Let's get started. Today's episode is pretty ambitious, and it's a little going to be longer, so um, get comfortable. We'll be together for a while, but I think you will uh, find it uh, valuable and um, insightful. So, so let's get started here. Um, today's topic is how couples counseling can help to restore and improve a relationship. It's a, um, a curious topic. Um, uh, and it's a challenging one, even for professionals to measure. How can you tell if couples counseling is working? What's the aim here? Really? Uh, Years ago, it used to be um, better communication uh, was the outcome, to just get couples to sort of speak nicer to one another and have less conflict. Uh, that has changed. Uh, the, new, the new aim here is um, having a couple uh, emerge from counseling with a greater bond, a sense of togetherness or attachment. Uh, and and there's there's a lot in this. It's a much um, a deeper a deeper uh, aim, and uh, when it works, it's very good. So what I'm about to share with you, to be clear, is how I work with couples. Um, so it would not really be accurate to say couples counseling across the board across the nation um, unfolds in this way. But in working with me. Um, with my couples in my office, this is how I do it, and it works very well. I get good results. So before getting into the topic, we need a little bit of background, uh, a little bit of information to keep in mind as we go forward here. Um, A romantic relationship actually has a purpose, and a big purpose or function of this particular kind of relationship is for the couples to help one another manage difficult emotions. This is key. Um, The fancy term for this mechanism is emotional regulation. For those of you inclined, feel free to go to your favorite search engine and look up emotional regulation in the romantic relationship. Um, When it's working well, Uh, The partner serves as a type of buffer or insulation from the stresses and strains of of life. It doesn't mean the stresses and strains stop. It just means that with support and working together, um, they become more manageable and a little less scary and less daunting. They help steady the the emotions of of both when it's working well. The romantic relationship, in my view, is a powerful bond uh, that is formed and sustained when both emotional and sexual intimacy are occurring and they're kind of uh, entwined with one another. You can't have, if you have just one without the other, it's not really a romantic bond. If it's just sort of sex-based, then that's your sexual partner, but it's not really a, a, a romantic relationship. If you have just the emotional part, then that person's probably your friend and not a romantic partner. The romantic relationship is unique in that it has both emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy, and there's kind of a synergy between these two. They both have to be 
operating and they're entwined with each other. They, and these two things together serve to help the, the romantic pair attach and in effect operate as a single unit with two moving parts. Uh, couples that are powerfully bonded, they kind of think as two. They're, they always have the other, the other one on their mind. They're, they're aware, they're highly aware and attuned to their partner's thoughts, feelings, and reactions. Um, the, uh, in fact, couples do need to work together on numerous small and large tasks, so this functionality is very key. I would suggest for more information on these two foundational concepts, uh, check out other episodes on love bonds. Uh, episode number 118, which is called The Function of the Romantic Relationship, or episode 101, How Love Helps Manage Difficult Emotions. So please keep these things in mind as we move forward. So the thing that we're looking at here in, in, in the relationship counseling outcomes, um, these outcomes are partially based in part on how the couples arrive to session. In other words, it's not always contingent upon the th therapist. Um, it's, it's sort of the level, a certain... Um, functionality of the couple before they even walk in the door. Some, some things are out of the counselor's hands, of course. So um, when the couple comes in, it's important to get a sense of how the foundational element of trust and safety. A simple way of saying this is how much do they trust one another? And do they feel safe, emotionally safe, expressing to one another? And, and, and safety more broadly, um, it can come in the form of physical safety. Of course, you need to feel physically safe, emotionally safe, and I might even add financially safe as well. So the therapist or me, I would want to get an assessment on their level of safety before they have even walked in the door. And even though they may not be feeling safe with one another, uh, because of the matter that brought them into the office. We want to look at historically, were those elements there at some point at the beginning? Uh, if it's true that they have a history of feeling trust and safety with one another from the beginning, that is very helpful because that gives us a little jumping off point, something to pull from uh, as you go forward with whatever is the challenge that's bringing them into the office. So I will inquire about a couple's history, and if, if, if uh, some people say, I've never trusted him or her, you know, we've always had an issue of trust, I, I never felt quite relaxed, well, that is, that's a big deal. The other thing that I feel is uh, key, and it's also um, how the couple arrives to the office, it doesn't have much to do with me or any other therapist, is how emotionally um, sharp the emotional acuity or the emotional maturity, uh, the depth, the emotional depth the couples have. It's really not about intellect. It doesn't matter the degrees you have or the, uh, your, the, your vocabulary. The, the, the romantic relationship is not an intellectual unit, union. It is an emotional one. So, the, this is taking place in the emotional realm. So 
sometimes actually, ironically, uh, high intellect can sometimes work against a couple because they can go down the rabbit hole of explaining and using logic and discussing and that those things, while they may be interesting, they don't form a bond. The bond takes place in the emotional realm. So some measurement of uh, a couple's and the individual within the couple, how emotionally mature, emotional insights, uh, how tuned in is are they individually and as a pair to the emotions of themselves and the partner. And the greater that is, that, that also bodes well for, for outcome. So what are the kinds of things that bring couples to therapy uh, in the first place? And, 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 and how, can, how can it help? So I thought about this, uh, my calls and who comes in my office, and it seems that there are, I have identified here approximately four things, four areas that um, couples come into my office for. Um, and it's likely that most things, even if you don't hear them in the four categories, can fit under these four broader categories. So the one thing, um, which I get more calls on this than most because I work with couples uh, that have issues of affair and infidelity, would be the crisis. So anytime there's a, a, a crisis, a, a sudden, um, a sudden shocking uh, discovery, you might say uh, somebody in the pair is felt blindsided, that something, some piece of information, uh, a secret, something uh, comes forward that is that overwhelms essentially, um, that you think your partner and your life together is one way and you have a, a reality in your head about how things are and, and who your partner is and what you're like together and then suddenly there's this new information or insight or something happens and you are uh, shocked, uh, blindsided in that the way that I thought that it was or who they are that's actually not the case. I'm dealing with something different uh, than I thought. So you might call that the crisis or some kind of shocking revelation, blindsided, this kind of thing. That uh, often has couples promptly reaching for uh, help, which is a great idea. Um, other reasons, a second one would be a stuck pattern. Uh, couples are recognizing that they have this way of relating that keeps them stuck. Uh, one, one person always does this particular thing and that will make the other either likely withdraw, you know, move away, shut down, pull away, or get angry. And this way of, and the more they pull away and get angry, the more the other one kind of gets wound up. So there's often this pattern that generally falls into one partner being more on the anxious side, uh, wound up, uh, excitable, fretful, a little more nervous, kind of a jumpy, more jumpy, more reaching for the other. Uh, they can't settle themselves. And the other one is maybe more removed, uh, quiet, uh, internalizes, 
withdraws, pull away. This is a common popular um, dynamic, although um, it's not always those two, but in, in general, there's usually some version of that. So this is kind of a stuck pattern, a cycle of relating that's not working. And 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 couples sometimes do have insights to say we're, we're stuck. You know, we can't we can't get out out of this. We don't know what to do to kind of untangle this this way of relating. Uh, the third thing could be a a major transition. Um, Sometimes couples really say, oh, we had a good relationship. We, we historically um, got along, we had fun, we, we had a robust sex life, we, um, we really love each other. Things are, are, are good, you know, I, 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 uh, we, really mostly everything's in place. And then this major thing happens, a transition, a, a job loss, a, um, an illness, a, something in life happens um, or, or, or many changes at once. There's, there's too many changes happening. Say we, we, we just had a, we had two children right away. We, we bought a house, we, we relocated. These transitions um, absolutely challenge a relationship and um, sometimes it's, it's, it's too much. Um, it's overwhelming or, or one person uh, goes along with something reluctantly and there's resentment building and they didn't really they didn't really maneuver the transition very well and and oftentimes people just tend to underestimate the impact of particular transitions so sometimes uh, couples find themselves in a way that they said we got along historically we've enjoyed each other we've always had fun this thing happened, this job loss, this illness, this uh, something with our child, uh, aging parents, um, a change at work, uh, we both changed our job, something is like too much, it's, it's weighing too heavily and it's, it's upset the apple cart, it's changed the dynamic, it's, um, it's forced kind of an adjustment uh, that's a little too much to bear. So that is another thing that sometimes we'll have couples reaching for the phone. Um, the other one is, um, I guess I'm just calling it a slow decline. Uh, it is sort of the syndrome of um, uh, what I have labeled the living like roommates. Uh, that the, the passion, the, the romantic elements uh, decline in, in the sex, sexual connection. Um, and this is not something dramatic. It's not something that happened fast. Um, life got busy. Um, the, the schedules, the work uh, demands uh, took all their time. The house, the kids, the dog, the in-laws, the, the, in, the committees, all this uh, busyness. And, and the romantic relationship was not nurtured. And um, someti sometimes in these cases, the couple just needs to slow down a bit and give each other that attention and prioritize the relationship. And um, without too much help from me, they can, they can uh, sometimes experience a nice restoration. But this slow decline is, oh my gosh, we didn't even notice it. Life got busy. And there's this turning away, this slow separateness, this more 
going outside the relationship for friends, for, for connection, and they have become, they find themselves becoming strangers to one another or um, feeling disconnected. They didn't do anything on purpose or with intent, but um, there's a little relationship neglect or life gets busy and it's kind of this slow decline, this slow slide into separateness. So in all of these examples, whichever four category it fits, um, a lot of times the couple will express it in the way that they're experiencing it, which is we're having trouble communicating. Uh, but to me, the therapist, um, I might put a different lens on that or a different framework and say, uh, th there's an issue here with trust, safety, uh, emotional regulation, the, something has broken down in, in the sexual or emotional intimacy, they're not feeling close and loving with each other, but it generally goes back to uh, those items in the upper, other episodes of managing difficult emotions, staying close and connected, feeling safe, or you might say turning to one another for that connection. Something in there, for whatever reason, has broken down. So should you come into my office or the couples in my care, we work toward rebuilding that functionality by stimulating and strengthening those two strands of the romantic bond, the emotional and the sexual intimacy. We want those things working so that the couple uh, turns to one another more and um, gets that functionality back. So the best outcomes for couple counseling, which is always the aim, is to restore the bond, deepen the intimacy, increase connection, and this generally requires uh, insight, like a new, a new way of looking at it, and, and, and new behaviors. And so sometimes in session when there's a little resistance or um, things are going a little slowly or um, I do say to couples, you're coming, you're coming here, you're coming to see me to, to do something different. That's the point. Um, uh, you, that's why that's why I'm I'm helping you. Uh, if not, then then you know just carry. If you carry on the way you've been going, it's not working. You know. So we're here. We're here together in the counseling office to to make changes. So we want that to be a, insights. You know, but insights alone doesn't make a change, but it's an important part of the outcome. But the real outcome would be new behavior or let's say a, a deepening bond, feeling close, making sure the couples in the, the couple in the, the individuals in the relationship know with certainty that they are both loved and desired, that, 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 yet that your partner loves you is critical. And then that often restores the functionality. If I know, if, if a couple might, an individual might say, if I know for sure that you really love me, true and steadfast, and I'm safe in that connection with you, then I can turn to you and, and we have a wide uh, range of expression. Um, uh, I often say to couples, when a relationship is safe and trusting, it opens up wide as the ocean and you can express so many facets of yourself. You can express your um, silliness, you can, you can be intellectual, you can, you can be vulnerable, you can cry. It, it, it just everything opens up, it becomes expansive. 
when it's not safe and trusting, then it, it narrows down and it becomes restricted. And then you're careful and measured in what you say to your partner. You say, oh, I better not tell her that she's going to get mad. Or, oh, if he knew that, I better not say anything. It's better to keep it to myself or talk to my friends because that will really trigger him or her. So we want to make it safe so that essentially there's nothing off limits. Now, of course, um, all therapists, including myself, cannot always repair a connection. There are factors that I mentioned in the beginning that are out of my hands. You know, uh, uh, it's not always repairable. And, and, and it shouldn't always be repairable. Uh, sometimes the, the relationship is, is not repairable, to be quite candid. Uh, it's sad when that happens, but it does happen sometimes. So at the very least, couples almost always, I can almost guarantee this, they will receive clarity. Uh, in, in, in therapy, things become clear. Uh, the, the, the reality of your feelings come to the surface and the aim is always restoration. Uh, but if not, uh, 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 clarity comes and, and that's helpful too. So I hope that was that was a lot. And, and to really get the most out of this particular episode, I do suggest going back to the two episodes I mentioned earlier. So I thank you very much for joining me on Love Bonds podcast. If you found that it helped, I'd very much appreciate an iTunes review. Simply use your cell phone to go to Love Bonds on iTunes, tap on the podcast image, scroll down to ratings and reviews, and leave your review. And be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.